0: Hello there listeners, it's Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. It's a beautiful day here and I am excited about it. I've been out and about. I went to the gym. I took my, da- well, I first took my daughter to um, our routine in the morning. Is I get up around. There. It's my day to take my daughter to school. I get up at 6, make some coffee, uh, and then I uh, watch the news. Try not to make too much noise. A half hour later, I wake up my daughter and uh, let Abby sleep in a little late, my uh, wife, and uh, do all the other things that we have to do, you know, shower, get ready. Uh, Today was a gym day. So in the Keys, everything is linear. So my daughter's school is, uh, let me think this thing out. To 80 14 miles south so it's a 28 mile round trip eventually but I have to go past my gym which is approximately 10 miles south and I go to the gym and I start working out that's my day today we stopped I think we stopped at Starbucks I got her her little treat because this is one of her rough days she doesn't like going into the uh, it's her P.E. day. And even though she's an active person, she plays sports, she doesn't like P.E. day. I don't think she likes a regimented part of the P.E. day that there's no. She likes organized sports and she likes training and doing all this stuff. But she she doesn't like the P.A. P.E. thing where you go swimming and stuff. Like that. I don't know. But I told her, you know, on the way in that if she keeps on convincing herself she doesn't like it eventually she will convince herself and i know uh and i've i've had people say hey jim you're just a bartender what do you know about psychology well, i'm 57 years old i lived uh, that many years and I'm, I'm not a keen observer you know eventually if you if you observe and you think about things you start seeing patterns and the pattern I see is once someone keeps on talking about something and talks about something in the negative, let's say. Let's talk about the negative. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. They're going to convince themselves that they absolutely hate it. They will hard, find it hard to ever find anything positive about that thing they're talking about. They're talking about and I found myself doing that way, uh, you know, the, the last four years with the last administration. I'm sure there's people that convince themselves to love that guy, and you keep on telling yourself that. And just think about it. Think about your relationships. If you're in a relationship for with a while, and you think, wow. And if you're a woman, you think this man is no good. This man is no good. He's a cheater. He's a cheater. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Blah blah. Well, eventually you're not going to trust him. Now, there could be could be a very good reason for it. I'm not arguing in merit to that. But you can convince yourself of almost anything. You can convince yourselves of almost anything. Just like you have people out there that think certain a certain group of people are running a pedophile ring and they drink. Children's blood. I mean, yeah, you can, they can convince themselves of it. And when your life, sometimes if your life's not going so well, it's easier to get the simple answers by just listening to some crazy, you know, if you can't deal with or comprehend or accept thump, uh, something, you'll go to extremes. Uh, mental gymnastics to convince yourself of that. And I'm not talking about politics right now. I'm talking about everything. Just think about this. I mean, there's people that live here in the Keys. It's about 81 degrees. It's sunny. Not too breezy. It's gorgeous outside. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I know there's a lot of people down here that are absolutely miserable. Absolutely miserable. And they may have a good reason People say, oh, why well, I have a very good reason to be miserable. Well, why would you spend all that mental energy thinking about that? I, uh, I'm wired as a person to be anxious. And I get hung up on thoughts, like a lot of other people out there. And I'll just start thinking on one subject. Like I had to go and purchase a new car. I didn't buy a, another car. Because my the one I have has is me, is is gonna eventually not work. You know, it's just one it's meeting the end of its use, usefulness. And I needed some more reliable transportation. And down here because of the distance is of so great and limited uh it's not like the city where you can you know, family you could get you can get one car, you could do one car in the city. I love that about the city. Public transportation, go walking, go wherever you want. Go walk, get a bus, get a train, that's it. That's the benefit of it. People there's all sorts of drive drawbacks for it. So so I'm digressing. So I start looking into new cars and I sold cars and I have it in my head. I hated I did not value the value of a new car being brand new and not having any owners over the thought of the immediate depreciation occurs when you purchase a vehicle. It just stuck in my head. I convinced myself over the years that the benefit of a used car and people say, well, you know, I'll go over what the drawbacks are. But the benefits of using, and I always want to say, why don't I just get a car uh, three years older and purchase it for less than half the price? And it still has 70 to 80% of its usefulness left into it. But the people say, well, you need know, the warranty. Owns. Well, I like purchasing a vehicle for 40% of what the original value was. Now, you could do that some vehicles, like SUVs and trucks preserve the value longer. I've seen people with uh, purchase, putting Suburbans up that have 100,000 miles and asking $20,000 for it. I just couldn't justify that if I, if I wanted a Suburban, first of all. I, I mean, if you need the room, you need the room, right? And you need the reliability. You need, and I'm not knocking you guys for wanting, like everyone wants a brand new car. But as soon, what happens right after your title? It's not a brand new car anymore. And loses its luster just like relationships so when it comes to person that I was just thinking about cars thinking about cars and I start going on Carfax and I start thinking this is one of the car, I had an idea what car I wanted to have what car I wanted to have I wanted to get a Chevy I had a Malibu for a long time and I had uh, I had Chevy products I guess of the 12 cars I've owned which is pretty good in the, um, for someone my age or maybe 10 cars um, 7 out of 10 were Chevys and I just skewed to that well when I was going Carfax I started looking at the original value I'm looking at these vehicles and it just looks like you know it seems as if this Volkswagen Jetta holds its value pretty much Mechanics, I know they don't see the car too often in there and they don't say they they don't know of too many problems. The one guy I spoke to, who's a friend of mine, said, uh, Keith, he said, I don't really like the car because I don't like the way it looks. But as far as reliability, it seems to be reliable. So after research, I did that. And that was one of the hardest things I had to do. But once I made the decision, I started thinking about it. It was a process of breaking that thing, new, not a new car, used car, blah, 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 um, not a Chevy, into uh, a Volkswagen, and it was a process. So immediately, I would never look at a Volkswagen in the beginning, even a new one, but after a while, kind of made a lot of sense to look at it because I was looking at these other vehicles and stuff like that, and this, this looked like the most affordable option. For me. And I did that. I'm gonna pause right now and I'll be right back. This is at 10 seconds. So I'll be right back. Let me play a little music to transition us out. I I got my dog. I'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. So where were we? We were talking about the uh, process for me of picking out a car and I convinced myself for the longest time that I wanted this type of vehicle and I already accept that kind of vehicle and then the process of me thinking I convinced myself that and left myself open to that now let's move that to other things when you um, just people like what they like right think about the people they like think about pre- prejudices prejudices i don't just mean racial prejudices prejudices against almost anything i don't like this i don't like that and and you're you're if you treat yourself who's the person that you spend the most time with it's you you're that person you're always with yourself And then there's the other people. Obviously, they they can have an influence on you too with the people you surround yourself with. But just think about saying something negative about anything and keep on saying it. I wouldn't do that too often because unless you're saying something, I don't like negativity, I don't like (laughs) negativity. That's a good one. But I think it's... uh, best to be positive. Think about if you're attempting to lose weight. There you go. You're trying to lose weight. So what do you do when you try to lose weight? You set your goals. You think about it. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to work out. And But you don't think about that other thing with your head. You You could be, let's say you're an extremely obese person. It would be very hard for that person to start thinking like a thin person but that's and it's going to sound crazy they got to start thinking think they got to start thinking like a thin person what would a thin what do thin people do i'm a thin person underneath all this i'm a thin person and i had my operation december and i had lost weight because of the anxiousness of trying to get the surgery again and again and the canceling and all different reasons and i I I realized it was self-centered of me to think, oh, this is happening to me. Well, it's happening to everyone with the pandemic. It's just very hard to get anything done. So, especially medical. So when I did that, I, you know, I, I started losing weight, which is good. But then after I came out of it, I'm healed up. I didn't go back to the gym right away. And then. I had to convince myself I got to get back in the gym. I I am a workout person. I'm a spin instructor, even though I'm not teaching right now because they're giving the hours to the people work full time at the gym because there's not as many members there as often, so they got to get these people up on the hours. Luckily, the place I work is awesome, and uh, they kept me on, even though I mean I just fill in for. The other instructors, and, and as well as the other part time instructors. And when things come back, I'll be teaching my three, four classes a week, which is fine with me. But I got to work out to replace that time I used to work out. I mean, I have to attend, I guess I got to attend some classes too. But I like doing some cardio and weightlifting. And as I get older, I realize well, the thinner gym years ago his metabolism was just running. But now I got to think like the thinner gym, older gym that he has to eat a lot less, you know, instead of buying a whole box of Oreos and eating, thinking a whole sleeve of Oreos, is it adequate serving 20 Oreos? You know, I think it's two or three is a serving and I would eat 20. And that's a quick path to diabetes. And obesity. And I can't do that anymore. So I don't buy it. So if someone was losing weight. They can say. Well I got to stop buying this stuff. When I go to the supermarket. I got to think this. I got to look at this stuff. I got to eat chicken. Um, I got to eat less fatty foods. Less fried. Less carbs. More vegetables. More fruit. And that's abstinence. And that's active. So you actively have to eat the good stuff and you're passively not buying it which is actually an action too there's things but the there's passive things we could do but the active things you have to do let's say if you're losing weight is exercise eat right get plenty of sleep um and when i say eat right that goes with drinking because you get calories from drinking unless you're just drinking water right People miss that stuff. They, t- I've, I've been in the restaurant business for a while and a lot of times restaurant people can be the most committed people to a diet. I've seen them do the cleanses and all this shit where they cleanse the body and stuff like that with uh, just some kind of crazy lemon juice, water, and cayenne pepper concoction and drink it. That's what they do for like two, three days. Just drink that stuff. Or, you know, uh, there's a, a woman that worked with, she ate, the compartmentalized these, she'd have these containers. In one container, you put vegetables. In the other container, you put proteins. And another one, you do carbs. And that's all you get to eat that day. Which, pretty good plan, And they stuck to it. They were so committed. But... The one thing a lot of people couldn't commit to is not drinking. Not drinking because that's part of it too. When you're trying to lose weight, you got to watch what you're drinking and stuff like that. You, gotta, you know, skinny girl margaritas. You know, I want a skinny margarita. Well, if you only have a one margarita, who's 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 kidding who? But if you have like six margaritas, six skinny girls margarita, yeah, that they may be good. You may find them delicious and stuff like that, but you know let me tell you just have two regular margaritas you do much less for yourself i think i mean much more bene- beneficial for yourself i know that's just for a commitment to losing weight but it's just so hard to start thinking in a new direction think of all the people that you run into out there not just not just people that are trying to lose weight Let's say that new, the resolution thing, the resolution is, I should have spoke about this in a new year, but here we are. Trying, trying something new is a big barrier because whenever you're trying something new, you tell yourself, hey, the first time you do something, this sucks. This is horrible. You know, you ever hear uh, in the Marine Corps, they say embrace the suck the shitty things you have to do right well it's not you know you don't have to see it at this you say this is what i do it's like working out running running 10 miles or lifting weights or play, you know going swimming swimming 2 miles if you think it sucks i do this in order to do that. Yeah, you can probably do that and you say i do the things i hate in order to benefit myself you know shape my body lose weight or you can just say i do these things these are the things i do in order to have a better attitude and shape and things like that and then tell yourself i really enjoy it the pain isn't the pain the, the gain over the pain is it is it is worth it the results are worth it that's why we work, right? We work in order to get the resources in order to have uh, housing, food, you know, all the other accoutrements in modern life. So if we're always looking at these things that are just a chore, getting up, and I've seen that. It's, it's sometimes the drudgery of going into the same job, And doing the same thing and having the expectation that I'm going to run into this person and I don't really enjoy this person. They're always negative and I hate that. Try to say, hey, listen, when I go in there, I know there's one person is going to be uh, a challenge, but I'm going to find something interesting about them, Right. Do something And, and don't. And like for, you know, for me, I try not to take slights. As hard as I do, I have a bad temper. Yes, I realize that. But then I think about things after a while. I realize when I allow my temper to fly, afterwards I feel like shit. Because I know better. Jim knows better than to get angry and be mean. And I think in my head, the meanness I reflect back at someone could be more hurtful than the meanness that started that whole thing. The thoughtlessness in the beginning that started the whole ball rolling with me responding in anger. Someone comes in and acts where I judge them an asshole or careless or rude, and I react to them. I am not proud of that. I do not I do not like it. So I'll pledge. i say, you know what? I'm going to learn. This is my workout today. This is my workout today, and I have a lot to work out. I do realize that. I think it's wonderful. It's wonderful not being perfect. Think about it. It's wonderful having rooms to improve, and everyone has room to improve. Once you reach that you think you're in perfection, now, you could reach it in one part. You may get the body, you know. If you have an, uh, an unreasonable expectation for your, where you, your body to be and how to maintain it, then and, and then you're affected by not reaching that expectation or maintaining that expectation, that's hurting you. Enjoy the, enjoy the travel. Embrace, you know, you hear that. Embrace the suck, meaning it doesn't really suck. Because in the end, you achieve more. I mean, today, I, while I was working out, I, and my intention was to work out for an hour. I only got 30 minutes in. Because 30 minutes into it, I got my headphones on, I listened to a uh, podcast. I get a phone call for a notary thing, a notary signing. You know I do notary work on the side. And... Uh, I thought they had, well, geez, if I'm advertising this, I got to respond to it. And this person called up and they said, I have some uh, real estate papers to sign. And they turned out, here I am. I, I have my, the vehicle I just purchased. I, I dropped my daughter off. I'm at the gym. And I think, oh, where are you? And I'm thinking, oh, wow, if it's up in Key Largo, that's great. That means uh, it's on the way home so I can finish my workout, go up there. And I, I gave them, I can, are you, where are you right now? And they told me, it was one mile away from where I was at the time, which is about 10 miles south. And I realized at that point, I go, wow, I don't have my notary stamp or my, the things I use, like I, the, um, my ledger I, and all that stuff. And I, said, I didn't transfer it to my new car because I could have said to the person, hey, listen, I'm at the gym. I hope you don't mind. i coming from the gym, uh, but it'll be brief, you know. I, I would have done that, but I had to go home. So I, I factored in some time. I did it, and I did it with a glad heart. Because every time I get a phone call for that, it's just more. I say, oh, listen, I just purchased a, uh, a car. I just added some to the bo- bottom line in order to increase that. You know, I recorded my miles. It was a great thing. I love having this mix of... The things I choose to do, and sometimes I kind of lose sight of that and that expectation. So I try to leave, I don't. I try to forget. I don't like. We do avoid. We should avoid the things that are negative, and do what we can to mitigate those things. But uh, anything that it's a positive for me, I find it really hard to. I even though I am a sales mentality the, with this podcast I, I find it really hard to go into places and ask people I say listen and tell them I say listen I do I, I'm going to say I do a podcast and I do it from the upper keys and it is the most popular podcast in Florida Keys you may not believe it, but it is and uh, I can I can offer you a, an embedded commercial. I can say all this stuff. I can say it to you, the listeners, because we have a relationship. You've been listening. But if I go to a new person and go, well, what's a podcast? What's this? What's that? Well, at the times whenever I created a new company, you know, a lot of them, more of them failed than succeeded. But I enjoyed that. I just for some reason I went ahead and did it. I went ahead and did it. The time when I was a young lad of fifteen, I went to see. My father told me when I was going to high school one way he uh, um, uh, he had one. You know, normally we walk to school that day. He was driving my sister and I. It was a beautiful day. I don't know why he was driving, but um, oh yeah, he said uh, Ted Kennedy was going to be visiting our local elementary school, less than a mile away from my high school, and for some reason. I was a Kennedy fan. And listen, you can all say, you know, you hate the Kennedys. They were, you know, this and that, and that. For this Irish Catholic kid going to Catholic school, the Kennedys were it, the pinnacle of achievement. Right? And if you wanted to go into politics or do anything, that, that was it. Okay? Don't judge me on that. I don't judge you. I you know I have some people who are fans of the Orange Guy. I don't judge you for that. So, I I went to my principal. I, I I I think I asked my teacher first, and then I went to the principal. And he says, "What do you hope to achieve by doing that? I just want to meet Kennedy. He goes, "Well, why don't you write an article for a newspaper and stuff like that?" I said, well, no. "I'm thinking in my head. No one reads. No one reads a high school newspaper. You know what I mean? It was a boys' school. Boys, they, you know they." they you know the girls' school. If they had, the girls' school, they may had the high school newspaper. You know, you may have had twenty people read them. I don't even remember if we had one, right? And I think when we got there, I ended up bringing two other guys with me from from the school. I don't know why they came along, but one of the guys I brought actually got us by the Secret Service because he looked like he was a uh, young enough to be a, a student at the elementary school that Ted Kennedy was. He was speaking at the public elementary school. And like a dumbass, I asked Kennedy about school choice. See, a guy, one of the surviving Kennedy brothers, I put him in a position to ask him a question, which he was adamantly against, school choice. I didn't realize when I asked him about school choice that that was a Republican issue and Kennedy was a stalwart Democrat. I just realized it. Then. And I'd say, oh, well, listen, how about school choice? Why wouldn't you know, send some money to for school? Ah, because I wasn't that sophisticated politically. But he talked to me about it and stuff like that. And I didn't care what he said because I was just going to happy to be talked to me. He talked to me for about five minutes. I have no idea what he said. I think they had the camera on me. They, you know, It was back in 1978, 79. Uh, no, 79 when he was in the primary against uh, Jimmy Carter. And uh, I got, and I did a lot of other things that I was proud of. You know, when you're younger, I think because you have that less experience, right? When young, young, almost everything's new: driving a car, going on a date, having sex, drinking. It's all new, right? But as we get older and we've done more things, you know. We've, we stop doing we've done so many things that we're able to we're able to repeat those things over and over that you may have done so many things you don't even have to go outside your wheelhouse, your expertise learning to speak a, learning to speak another language, the older people trying to uh, conquer technology or understand it at a minimum amount you heard about my hardships with technology I'm trying to reprogram the dashboard of the Jetta that I have it's very complicated for I'm really surprised but I'm going to figure it out I have no doubt I have no doubt I'll figure it out so I find it exciting. Fear. It's like the roller coasters. People that like roller coasters. People don't like, you know, that go to to these things. That experience new things. Right? You go uh, bungee jumping. I bungee jumped uh, years ago. Um, first time you go skiing, snowboarding, riding a motorcycle, para, you know, parachuting, whatever. Skydiving, I meant to call it. Uh. skin uh, you know, scuba diving streaking public fornication I'm fucking kidding about that I'm sorry but you shouldn't you shouldn't do that in front of an audience um, there there are things once we I think once we do these things that once every so often we do something new that we've never done before think about it if you don't like talking to new people, talk to someone. Talk to someone on a train when you're commuting into work. Purchase a cup of coffee from one of those sidewalk vendors if you're in the city. A cup of coffee. Try that out. Walk in, walk up and talk to. I know I told you about the other uh, the previous episode about not you no know, not hitting on somebody, but you don't. That doesn't mean you shouldn't talk to them. You could go try a different, if you're a person that just says, I'm going to buy that person a shot. Don't do that. Go up and say, hello, I think you're very attractive. I'd like to talk to you. That's it. And if they want to talk, if if you're not that, if you're the person that just goes up and dances up to them, hey, let's dance. You want to fuck? Yeah. You know, sometimes if you do that a million times, you know, if you do that. Let's say a couple hundred times and you're, let's say you're six or seven, you may get a couple hits, but most of the time you get slaps and rejections. But uh, no, go up and say hello to somebody. Approach them. Start a new conversation. Try something new. If you like to read, join a book club. You're going to feel great. Anytime you do something new that somewhat enriches your life, that's another feather in your cap. And soon you get enough feather on your caps. You know what they have? They got who has the most feathers? The chief. You could be the chief. Well, towards the end of this, I just want to say, if you are in Key Largo, come to the Catch restaurant and bar at Mile Marker 102, Oceanside. You know, it's Mile Markers in the Keys. And you'll find a, deli- a delicious se- a selection of local seafoods and non-seafood dishes uh, daily specials monday through friday we have a happy hour 3 30 6 30 uh, now starting this week they have happy hour foods they have one dollar oysters wings and boiled shrimp minimum order eight and they also have four dollars tuna tataki and fish dip and they also have as always the reduced drink prices and if you are fishing and you have your own catching you get your you know the fish fillet by the first mate. So you do it yourself. Bring your catch in, and they'll prepare it any way you like. So if you're upper and you, you're in the upper keys, stop by at the Catch Restaurant and Bar at mile marker 102. Come see Kathy Page and the rest of the staff, and uh, tell them that the Keys bartender sent you. Also, if you like the show, please share it with your friends. Leave a nice and listen, iTunes people. Do me a favor. Do me a huge favor. If you are a fan of the show. Keep on listening. Leave a review. I need some good iTunes reviews. I got only two reviews on iTunes. I got like 80 reviews in every place else. I only have two iTunes reviews. Leave an iTunes review. I got two reviews and it's down to 3.0 out of four or five. So I think someone really hated it. Probably because of my sound thing. But I appreciate um, you listening. But, you know, that would be an awesome present for me. Okay, so, you know a nice review. And uh, if you like the show, share it with your friends. Like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, like us on Twitter. Uh, and if you have any questions, contact me at jim at keysbartender.com. Thank you very much and have a great day. And remember, try something new today. You know, you just expand your horizons, you'll feel better. Bye.